Hi, Nexters. You're listening to Next Topic, a podcast where we discuss tomorrow today. I'm your host, Eren Aksu. On this episode, we'll be exploring pandemics throughout history and why the history of past pandemics matters today, now, more than ever. Today's guest speaker is a world-renowned historian, author, and associate professor of history at Rutgers University, Newark, Dr. Nuket Varlik. Dr. Varlik is a historian of the Ottoman Empire with a keen interest in disease, medicine, and other traditions of healing and public health. In addition to a number of articles, her first book, Plague and Empire in the Early Modern Mediterranean World, The Ottoman Experience, 1347 to 1600, forthcoming with Cambridge University Press, explores the historical connection between the growth of the Ottoman power in the Mediterranean world and the simultaneous expansion of plague. Without further ado, please welcome Dr. Varlik and her talk titled, Why the History of Past Pandemics Matters Today, Now More Than Ever. So I would like to talk um, about the historical dimensions of, of, of uh, pandemics and basically raise the question of why it is important to study past pandemics and how they are relevant uh, to our understanding of the current day COVID-19 crisis. Um, so let me just by start, uh, start by saying um, that you know, all of a sudden, you know, we historians of pandemics are now getting a lot of uh, media attention, which is a little bit unusual for some of us, and uh, that makes me think about you know why the general public thinks that um, historical knowledge is is relevant. So it seems that there is a greater interest among among the the, um, uh, the general audience to to learn more about historical pandemics, uh, which is great, you know, from our point of view. But at the same time, it makes me wonder of like how we want to read history, how we want to think about the integration of historical perspectives in our understanding of the current day uh, crisis, and can historical knowledge uh, help us understand, you know, either understand the present, but also be better prepared for future and contribute to development of policy to contain and mitigate the the pandemic. So a couple of points I would like to uh, highlight especially is, first of all, History is not a finished project. It's not a finished construction, right? It is uh, historical knowledge is ongoing work and it is being, you know, it's, it's a process. It is a process of reconstruction. So our current experiences will help us rethink the, the past, right? So this current pandemic will have an impact on how we rethink the past and how we study past pandemics. But at the same time, thinking about the function or the role of historical perspectives on pandemics is, well, it gives us the big picture, right? It, it tells us that our um, COVID-19 pandemic today is not the first pandemic, not the last pandemic. So um, this is something that human societies experienced before and will sadly experience again. But we it's also important to, to think about how um, we've been transformed by diseases in the past, right? And how we will transform the disease. So this kind of dynamic relationship between societies and epidemic diseases, really uh, the kind of focus of my work in um, historical pandemics, but at the same time, I think it's very applicable to to, to thinking about um, our current day uh, issue. But at the same time, let's also remind that history of pandemics, right? And again, history in general, cautions us against making 
making generalizations, sweeping generalizations. So it is always something that tells us pay attention to local context, right? Um, in the case of pandemics, right, in the past, but also right now, we see that responses to pandemic uh, is, you know, it, it's something that varies from place to place, but also uh, over time. So let's pay attention to what is going on in local specific contexts as we try to understand and look at the big picture. So um, this makes us think about well, what does this uh, COVID-19 pandemic have in, uh, have in common, right? What does it have in common with past pandemics? Are there anything that is similar? Uh, are there patterns that are recurring or, um, you know, common uh, with, with past pandemics? Well, perhaps biologically speaking, it is more appropriate to establish similarities with the COVID-19 pandemic, uh, with, you know, more recent pandemics of viral pandemics, especially over the last uh, 20 years or so. Of course, you know, we've seen uh, SARS, Ebola pandemic, bird flu or swine flu. These are just examples of recent viral pandemics, right? We could think of these as a point of comparison, or perhaps we can think of, uh, go back, you know, one century and think of the pandemic influenza pandemic, uh, pandemic influence of the 1918-1920, which of course had devastating effects. Uh, but at the same time, thinking about, you know, whether these are uh, important, you know, or helpful comparisons for um, our current day pandemic. But interestingly enough, 1918-1920 um, pandemic was largely erased from public memory. It was not remembered as an important event. Of course, this has something to do with the wartime circumstances that it in which it took place, but that the erasure of memory is something that uh, we see sometimes in pandemics. So for that reason, I think it is important to look at um, the most important pandemic in human history. And by that, I mean, uh, and I, I am referring to the Black Death pandemic of the mid 14th century. And I would like to take the example of the Black Death pandemic, not because there are biological similarities with the COVID-19 pandemic. In fact, the differences are remarkable. So I am not arguing that the pandemics are similar in terms of their biological properties, but I would like to underline some processes that took place during the Black Death pandemic. In fact, during the second plague pandemic that I'm going to talk about in, in just a minute um, and COVID-19. And those similarities I think are important in terms of understanding the broader patterns that emerge throughout history in terms of social responses to, to pandemics. So very bri briefly, what is the Black Death and wh what does the second plague uh, pandemic means? The Black Death pandemic uh, was um, a, a pandemic of plague that started um, in the mid 14th century, usually dated to 1346 to 1353. And it, we know that it spread to Europe the Middle East, North Africa, and in fact, it was generally speaking, you know, widespread across Western Eurasia. Um, so one thing to remember about the Black Death pandemic is that it was the onset of a new disease regime. 
And by which I mean is that it started a series of pandemics of plague that took place across several centuries. Uh, Black Death was just the initial outbreak. And when it uh, broke out and when it spread, it took many societies by spread, uh, by, by, by surprise, right? Of course, you know, its spread was unprecedented at the time, even though there were pandemics of plague before. Uh, but the memory of the, the pandemic memory of plague had been forgotten in the mid 14th century when it spread. And also the strain of the bacterium that was involved in the second uh, plague pandemic or uh, the Black Death was a new one that people lacked immunity or any kind of exposure, right? So you're dealing with a new pathogen, new disease entity that is spreading in a population that has no prior knowledge to it, either biologically speaking, in terms of evolutionary biology, biology just being exposed to a new disease pathogen, but at the same time, unprepared in social sense, right? Lacking the... Uh, the expertise, the uh, regulations or the institutions that could guide a society to make through a crisis like that. So in that sense, it was a big shock, right? It was unprecedented, it was a big shock on that in that sense, but also it kind of opened up the process by which over several centuries by which people learned to live with this disease. So from the middle of the 14th century, all the way to the 1819, in fact, early 20th century, we're talking about five, six centuries of recurrences of plague. And this process in which the disease pathogen, the virus gets to know human populations and you know adjusts to living with human populations is perhaps at the same time accompanied by humans learning to live with this new disease entity. So in that sense, um, that's, that's what I'm referring to as the onset of a new disease regime. Of course, it took several centuries in the case of plague. Hopefully it will not last that long because we're not, you know, biologically speaking, we're not talking about the same, same disease and we're not talking about 14th century society. So it would be uh, wrong to make that comparison. But just, I guess what I'm trying to say is that this is the beginning of a new disease regime, and it might, it might take longer. It might there might be a second wave that you know specialists are already referring to a third wave, and later, um, unless you know, of course, a successful vaccination uh, becomes possible uh, sooner. So, in that sense, you know, we will have to learn with this disease, and we will have to develop a response that would hope uh, that will uh, hopefully effectively deal uh, help us deal with this crisis so but at the same time i think you know just rethinking about historical knowledge right i mean the black death we are still our historical knowledge about the black death itself is imperfect there are still many issues that are still kind of uh, controversial among the specialists of this this topic and you know when and where it exactly started how widespread it was how many people it killed how did it persist over several centuries these are at least some of the questions that uh, we know historians are still uh, busy asking and trying to answer so we might also want to think like how it is to, how is it to 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 think of a history that, you know, our knowledge is imperfect, right? And um, 
So how do we rethink the past? In, in addition to um, our imperfect knowledge, there is still, of course, a lot that we know that can guide our efforts to understand um, the, you know, the current day reality. And one of these, of course, is uh, some recurring patterns or common uh, occurrences during pandemics and one of this as I as I went want to highlight especially like a something that is very prominent during pandemics is such behaviors that arise from anxiety or perhaps uncertainty of the future and that is a form of um the or perhaps a result of frustration or anxiety in the form of scapegoating, rumors, blaming others. And these are phenomena that we see in historical pandemics. I don't want to generalize them as, you know, the phenomena that happen universally. No, actually, they are very time and space specific. But at the same time, these are phenomena that surface. So it's important to think about, you know, what we can learn from such behaviors and perhaps find ways of dealing with these behaviors, right? So we look at the history of um, the second pandemic, second pandemic of plague, there are some widespread beliefs um, at the time among the Western Europeans that plague arrived to Europe from the Eastern Mediterranean, from the land of the Muslims, the Oriental landscape that they uh, often associated with disease. So it's important to learn um, the stereotypes that develop over time to understand how certain ideas about the origin of the disease is, are associated with certain groups of people or certain locations, if it has any uh, racial or religious dimensions. And I think we need to learn uh, from these you know, stereotypes and move beyond them as we're talking about uh, biological uh, phenomena that basically you know, affects uh, everybody. I mean, it's important to keep in mind that the pandemic is not affecting everybody in the same, in, in the same way, right? There are inherent uh, inequalities in any given society society and between different countries, you know, obviously, um, you know, may be affected in different ways. But at the same time, again, biologically speaking, we are all exposed to, to this crisis uh, globally. So um, let's just mention that pandemics can leave a very deep legacy behind. And uh, it's important to think that they have uh, effects on society, social norms and practices. They have effects on the economy. They have effects on effects on political structures, political ideas, um, forms of government, religious and uh, religious, cultural and uh, intellectual effects. So these are all very important in rethinking about the past, right? So um, I think it's you know also important to remember that we also we will be affected by this pandemic. There is no way we will come out of this with you know no effects. And I would like to distinguish here between the long term and short term and the longer long term effects. And I think it's time to start the conversation about what those long term effects are going to be and what the legacy of this current pandemic is going to be. Thank you.